This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Mission Qualphone. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Marisol. How are you? I am having a great day. Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I told you to trust me with the intro because I was just going to tell you how my day went and it would be a good enough intro for the... It's like... Have we talked about synchronicities on the podcast before? I know I talk about it all the time in my life, but I don't know if I mentioned it on the we, podcast. We we have mentioned that a couple times. So today felt like one of those days where it was just the synchronicity of the day and then having this podcast interview scheduled today with our guests. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this was my day. We do a lot at Qualphone. There's so much that we do for our employees and for our agents and you know we have this amazing story a consecrated company we have a chairman of the company who consecrated the company mm-hmm. and has a, a mission to improve the lives of as many people as he can mm-hmm. and today was just one of these days where i was like oh okay <laughs> so this is how my morning started morning started with Jeremy, as you know, mm-hmm. um, we st- chartered a new Toastmaster club here at Qualphone. So if yeah. you're an employee of Qualphone, you can join Toastmaster club. If you don't know what Toastmasters is, it's an international organization. It helps train uh, in public speaking and leadership skills. And we have it under our fun clubs and we chartered it last year. And it's the first year. And this morning I wake up to our charter won an award, a select, yeah, select distinguished uh, Toastmaster Club, which is kind of like a really big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) And a lot of our guests who've been on the, on the, on our show have also been our members of, of the Toastmaster Club. So that happened this morning. So I woke up to, to that news and I was very, I was just like, uh, you know, I, I got a motion. I was like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Then I was doing some work and I had a scheduled call with my mentee, one of my mentees. And we have a program that you just launched, Jeremy, a few months ago in your department. And we talk about mentorship on so many of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk a little bit about your the mentorship program? Well, yeah, we have. A, yeah, we have. a. Thank you for letting me plug this. We have a program called the Mentorship by Choice program. And without, you know, to make a long story short, our CEO, Mike Morrow, said I, it might have been our very first episode, Marisol, where Mike said every employee who wants a mentor should have one and so that was kind of our driving force to start this program called mentorship by choice which is a program available to every employee in the company every employee in the company can be a mentor or a mentee and it's different from like an executive mentorship program wherein 
You know, you might be an agent taking calls and your mentor might be a a C-level someone from our C-team. You know, it's it's just it's set up to provide opportunities for anyone who wants to have a mentor to have a mentor. And I'll just leave it at that as far as the description goes. But it's exciting. And I signed up to be a mentor Mm -hmm. and I've been very lucky to have a a few people ask me to to be their mentor. And one, I think I've we've been communicating probably I would say about two months, maybe Mm -hmm. it feels like that. I might be wrong on the timeline, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting to know my mentee and trying to navigate being a mentor to someone, one of our agents, our work from home agents. So then I was, I've had the opportunity in this mentoring session to, so in today's call, you know, I, I asked her, had she gotten in touch with a care coach? That was kind of the not assignment, but the mentoring suggestion in one of our last, in our last mentoring session was, you know, for her to reach out to a care coach and get support with what she, what she needed support with in her life. We all have things that happen in our lives. And she had, and and I I believe she got Brian, who's been on our podcast as her, her care coach. Mm -hmm. And so she had talked to Brian right before she talked to me and just hearing the relief in her voice to have the care coach hold her hand and and me hold her hand metaphorically through her experiences in talking to her about her career path and seeing her engage in in the trainings that we have available it was just a it was such a great call it was just like very emotional and awesome. in the call i asked her we were talking about a project i was working on and i i told her about uh answering the call part one remember that's a book that we have for uh, our company that tells the story of our owner and i said i asked her by chance had she heard of it and um i sent it to her but i got to tell her the story of you know our chairman and the consecration of the company and her response was like that totally makes sense. Mm. Like she just, she got to experience the mission and the mentoring and, you know, I got to tell her about plan 2040 and, you know, she's a single mom. I'm a single mom. We were talking, it was just such a wonderful experience. That's great. I was like, this is what it's all about. Right. And then hang up with her. And my next part of the day is to have our guest do the, podcast do the interview and i'm and i met our guest i know our guest uh from our toastmaster club he's Mm. a member of the toastmaster club he's fantastic and and in the toastmaster club you do speeches and he recently did a speech it was a five to seven minute speech and it was about working here at qualf on the mission oh i'm getting (laughs) teary-eyed um and it was just it was I, I'm pretty sure one favorite speech that night. It, uh, it just everyone who gets to experience that gets to experience you know, love being part of the company. So, right. um, right. So I'd say thank you, Jeremy, for setting up the mentorship program, and I think it's just another thing that the company offers to yeah. try to make people's lives better. Great. And so our guest from Guyana, and I've had the chance to meet Seco a couple times. Seco is uh, the Learning and Development Director 
and uh sec i've always just known you as seco seco musa and and you know i in my it hasn't it's been a couple years with the with the pandemic and everything but i used to regularly go to guyana so i got to see seco on a i, I don't want to say regular basis but often and i've been in uh discussions with seco i've seen him uh in front of classes and and he's a very dynamic person i had a chance seco to see you in fort collins also when when you were visiting our fort collins site but seco's i don't want to call you a fixture but you are a fixture you're a fixture of our guyana site you have a big influence there and we are super excited to have you here with us so welcome to the podcast seco thank you jeremy and marisol and um, marisol how you started it's i don't know if it's a coincidence but exactly you know that is what we're going to be talking about um <laughs> during this interview I, I i might get teary let's just hope i don't um but, it's but okay thank you for that it's a safe space it's a safe space it's like, our toast, it's like our toastmaster meetings it's a safe space and and let me my... let me just say you're on there's three three crybabies on this call then today apparently so <laughs> that's okay it's and i don't know if we gave your title did we give your title i yes i think i did you're the learning and development director correct yes is that right, right. Okay. great so the joke i made is how many directors does it take to make a post yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so i'm super excited to have you on the podcast and um to hear your story and could you tell us a little bit introduce yourself to the audience and how you came to work at qualfam certainly all right, so my, my entire, my full name is Seko Abiyose Musa, but most persons call me Sam because they tend to not, you know, remember the Seko, and that's quite okay. So in terms of, you know, let me start off first with family, and then I'll, I'll go directly into, you know, my early days at Qualphone and what is it that I'm engaged in currently. Um, so I'm from a very strong um, moral family. My dad is a retired military officer and uh, former teacher. My mom is a retired teacher, eldest brother, retired teacher. My two elder, uh, older sisters, they're teaching for over 20 years. And uh, my younger sister is into um, hospitality business. My brother just before me is into the media. So very strong moral um, beliefs. And those are some of the, the reasons as to why I'm so passionate when it comes to the mission and mission leadership. And we're going to get more directly into that. Um, I started in Qualfun or at Qualfun in 2005. I happen to be the only wave one person that still remains with Qualfun. There is Luana Prasad, who is our country director. Um, she started a couple of weeks before me. But in terms of the wave, because I started off as an agent, yes, mm. um, in November of 2005. And, you know, I transitioned from agent into supervisor. However, I really wanted to be a trainer first. I really wanted to be. Um, however, when I did the interview, they said, you know, you're suited for operations. So I went straight into operations, I became a shift manager, operations manager. Then I transitioned into recruitment for the sole purpose of wanting to see what happens from the onset from a, a, an applicant or a candidate potential candidate 
coming through the door. So I went into recruitment and then I transitioned into training and quality, still having responsibility over recruitment. And, you know, from there, I then gave up recruitment and quality and focused solely on training or learning and development. Then I became a director with responsibility for training, quality, IT, and workforce. So you ended yes. up where you originally wanted. Yes. You just didn't yes. take a linear direct path to it. I love it. That's I think that's the beauty of this industry, which I've come to appreciate later in life. I didn't appreciate it so much <laughs> when I was younger, but the opportunity to go into different departments and learn new things and experience all the different aspects of, of this machine, when you look back on it, it's a great experience. It, it certainly is. And, you know, I, I was totally, totally captured or captivated by the mission of the company. And, you know, who starts off a mission to say, to help as many individuals as possible pursue their total vocation? Who does, right? It, it's someone that has a a heart of gold. That, that That is how I would put it. So that is what you know, really inspired me because initially I came to work at Coffin for three months, no lie. Um, that was my objective. I had finished my university studies and I just wanted to catch my hands, right? Um, but with the mission, when I learned about it um, month over month, that was definitely one of the inspirations, along with many other things that we'll discuss, discuss throughout this interview or this podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to... Let me ask you, when you when did you hear about the mission first? Like, when was your first experience with it? Or or, or the first time you realized that it was the a real 20th, thing? The 20th of March, 2006. I would never we have a forget date. the date. <laughs> I would never forget that. Tell me that story. I want to hear that story. Certainly. So, one of our former COO, Alejandro Romero, Mm-hmm. You know, she was more so assigned, I believe, to Guyana or the South America and Latin America locations. And she visited Guyana frequently. I think she was one of the persons who actually came to set up operations in Guyana. And I can remember being in the recruitment room at our first building. And she spoke, she, she outlined the entire mission, the longer version of the mission, which went, you know, went, goes on to say create an ever-growing number of career development opportunities and be the partner of choice for our clients and be the best and make each person's life better. She didn't just say it, she expressed it. And with that expression, I'm like, this is the journey I want to be a part of. She spoke about the goal, the 10-year goal, the 15-year goal and so forth that the company had come together and discussed in 2006. So I wanted to be a part of that. And I, as I said, she didn't just say it, she expressed it. And I, I wanted to be a part of that plan. So Seco Marisol has mentioned Toastmasters. You're a member of Toastmasters. I have had the privilege of seeing you, you know, speak in front of a group and, and you're a great speaker. But Marisol has mentioned a couple times this speech that you gave at Toastmasters and she said it was really really good and so I have not seen it I understand I can go back and watch a recording so I will do that but I'm I just would love to know what was your speech about so yes uh, my first speech Jeremy was actually about for the love of family and it spoke a bit about 
the call for mission. However, the second speech was directly regarding the mission leader. Mm. And I have read the books from our chairman answering the call and also the mission leader. So I wanted to focus on what it is to be a true mission leader. So within that speech, I was able to you know, gather thoughts or gather excerpts from our missions, uh, from the mission leader book and present a speech. And, and, and what I like to do now is to even take some of those quotes and just for this session, enlighten folks who will be listening to this podcast so that they can know what a true mission leadership is about. And then I'll give my summary as to, you know, what is it that I would have captured. Mm, and one, one of the things that Mr. Gonzalez would have said, a mission leader is a person who welcomes his or her call or mission with an open heart and as a result experiences peace and joy. And some of these let some of these words they're bolded. So it's with a passion that I would have seen that he he wrote this book. He went on to say by interacting with a mission leader, you experience the benefits of their belief that he or she has entrusted with the company's mission. And it's not a simple abstract idea, but a personal value that drives and energizes all of their actions. Mm -hmm. They embrace the mission and they pass on the flame to their team members who will then share it with others even beyond the company. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez also went on to say that a mission leader is a person who accepting the mission of the company is inspired to fulfill his or her life and transcend ordinary expectations. Now, Jeremy and Marisol, I am a super big person when it comes to words. And when I say words, not complex or complicated words, but simple words. And just reading that paragraph there from what Mr. Gonzalez would have written, I felt and I continue to feel inspired. Um, and it actually took me back to my childhood days. And, and why I say that is because in primary school and in secondary school, we learned about the functions or the components of a society. We learned about things like socialization, sense of purpose, transmission of culture, personality development. And of course, we learned about reproduction, which talks about you know productivity in the call center world. So when I read the book and, and, and when I, you know, over the years would have had a, a greater understanding of what the mission is about and what a mission leader, you know, should have entailed in, in their attributes and so forth, I always reflect to my childhood days when it comes to what a society should encapsulate. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen, you know, you've seen so much. You're like a historian to the books that you've mentioned. You know, I'm reading them as well for the project I'm working on. I think I've read Answering the Call like seven times at this point. (laughs) So I would love to hear from you. Like, I was thinking as you were speaking, I remember uh, when our uh, president and COO was on the podcast, we talked about, it's almost like magic, that feeling, you know, that you can pass on to someone else like you know when you have that exchange and that's what i felt earlier before this call and i was like it's it's that experience of like oh this is that energy if that i don't know if that makes any sense or if i sound too woo-woo-y but um that's how i felt 
So, but anyway, I digress. What tell us? Have you how have you seen the mission develop since you've been here? What have you experienced? Because it's such an interesting concept to try to explain to people. It's exciting, and I'm in a position where I have the opportunities to express that, just as how Miss Romero would have expressed that 17 years ago to our new learners, and I would have seen the mission being developed, being worked through, being lived by so many folks. I mean, I would have traveled um, to the United States and you see where, you know, the fun at work within an organization where you can come and not just be on the phones taking calls, but you can engage in activities that, you know, you have a dedicated person an activities coordinator, you know, which company can you go to where you have a mission that can actually work independently, even from the actual profit aspect of the business, right? So that is what over the years, uh, you know, I I see as one of the things that persons would have really been very surprised about when it comes to, okay, I can be on the phones, I can come off of the phone, I can go and have some fun time. If it is that I want to continue my studies, whether it's a degree or a diploma or even take online courses, right? That is something that I can do, either come in early or I can stay back late from work. So many persons, when they compare and contrast with organizations that they would have worked with, you know, over the the period of time, when it comes to the mission of, of Qualfund, really and truly helping people to make their lives better, that is something that I see month over month, year over year, that we've not gone backward. We just continue to improve year over year and have new and greater initiatives be incorporated within the mission aspect of the company and then to have that mission leader So you have a mission office or the mission of the company, but we now have leaders who are not just leaders, but they're mission leaders. So for me, it goes hand in hand with having a a heart of gold, just like our chairman, where we can be examples to every single individual that we work with, that we communicate with, that we interact with on a daily basis. You're a great steward of that. So thank you very much. And I'm I'm grateful for all your participation in Toastmasters. Select distinguished Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Which is a fun club. It is a fun club. The our Qualphone uh, supports the club and and um, gives this opportunity for us to practice all the things we talk about, mentoring, leadership, and, and public speaking. And we have fun, so it fits perfectly uh, with the theme. And that's what I thought today was like, starting out with you know getting that award and then um, having that mentoring session and doing this interview. I was like, oh, I, I just sort of felt like I was given today to experience the way it, it happened. So <laughs> I, I, I have a question, a really hard question for Seco. So Seco, what is it that you like most about your job? What's the favorite part of your job? That I get to help people as be as good as or even better than I am. 
That is my objective. Where, you know, it's it's like babies that you're having coming into the company. Yeah. Of course, not literally, right? Right. And being in that position where you can go over and have conversations with them and being a mission leader, it's not now about, it's not a position, it's a passion. And it's my passion to go into a classroom and engage persons in a conversation. Not do a normal introduction as, okay, my name is Seko and so forth. Walk into a classroom and before they even know your name, you're talking to them for a couple of minutes to get to know them and to make them feel comfortable. And then I say, you know, what my name is, or I, I give that formal introduction as to who I am. So to answer the question, it's it's really to help people to be as good as or even better that I that that I am. That's great. That is what I love. And you know, we've we've touched on this before a couple times, but we talk about and in fact the 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 mission leader handbook that you referenced that that you've read, we've all read, many of us have read, but but it points out those three roles that mission leaders all play and that's mentor, manager, and messenger. And again, I don't mean to just put in a plug for my specific mentorship by choice program but this concept of mentorship overall is so big it's so much of of what we do as qual phone leaders and i'm wondering seco are there you don't have to necessarily mention them by name but but can you can you identify folks that you've looked at as mentors here within qual phone since you started way back in 2005 i Certainly can. And uh, would I be permitted to also name persons probably who worked with us? Sure, absolutely. I mean, you can mention them. I just didn't want to to feel make you feel like you had to mention them by name. Certainly. So, Kathy Flowers was definitely one of my mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked with learning and development. Alejandro Romero. There is also, of course, our chairman. I've I, I've gotten the opportunity to meet him. Several times, um, of course, here in Guyana, Mr. Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Marvi Wright. Kim Carr is also one of my mentors. I I so love her. I don't even, I don't know if she knows <laughs> that much. <laughs> but working with Kim um, is, you, you learn so, so, so much. And Al, those are some yeah. of the names I, I would say. That I'm, you know, working with at that Walfone, and you know, that would have been true inspiration to me. As you as you mentioned them, I have the the opportunity to have rubbed shoulders with every single one of them. Uh, some of them closely, uh, and I would I would agree. I would agree that each of those folks I I kind of look at as mentors also, and that's the cool thing, Seco, is that. We're surrounded by so many people. We have the opportunity to work with so many people that that we can learn from. And even if we don't realize it, you know, I, I know this is the case with Seco. I know this is the case with Marisol. So many people are learning from you, even if it's not in an official mentor-mentee relationship. But this this role of being a mentor as as part of our responsibility as a mission leader is it's real, you know, and I think 
for the most part, as mission leaders, at least everyone I know, they take that role seriously. They realize that a big part of what we need to do is is pass on what we know. You mentioned, you use the term babies, you know, these babies that come into the organization, and that's a perfect analogy, right? We all have that responsibility to pass on what we know and to make each person's life better. It's right in our mission statement. I think that's awesome. And I know that I've observed that about Seco the time that, that I've known him. I've only been here and worked with Seco since about 2014, but but that's something that I've absolutely seen in the way that you do things, in the way you present yourself, and and that's that's awesome. I was just going to say to add on to the compliment <laughs> is um, he's also very motivating. I mean, mm-hmm. we have two of these Toastmaster. It's we're doing this on our own time. This isn't you know we're there's two meetings there's one in the morning and one in the afternoon and i've seen him attend both at different times like he makes it a point to work on his personal development mm. which inspires me to work on my own personal development and it's um it's he's very inspiring that way so you're very inspiring that way <laughs> well and you know here's another thing <laughs> about you. here's another thing about Seco. and sorry uh, we don't mean to make you uncomfortable paying you these compliments here's another thing about Seco. he's a snappy dresser too so I could learn from Seku on that point. So, Jeremy, you remembered that? <laughs> I, I didn't. Th- I didn't think you would have remembered. Oh that. yeah, no, no. I I I remember that, and I look forward to. Hopefully, I'll be able to come down to uh, Guyana again at some point. But uh, no, uh, it it really is. It's it's awesome to work with Seku. It's awesome to see him, uh, you know, as a presenter in front of folks, and and to see the contribution that. He makes and we don't mean to embarrass you by by sharing all these compliments but these are these are genuine so marisol did you have another question we need to quit if we could see seco he's probably blushing right now so <laughs> all right Seko. so you mentioned that you originally started as, as an agent which again jeremy i'm going to point out you did not do the same <laughs> i didn't do this no post editing <laughs> and that you thought you wanted to be trainer and then you are currently in this position. So have you found your total vocation? Do you think it's evolving? You know, you mentioned the company evolving over the years and and that's certainly true for all of us. So so have you found your total vocation? Good question, Marisol. Uh, I am definitely on that journey. And, and when I say that, is that, you know, when I started studies, I started in public administration and communications, and I believe that is why I fell in love with, you know, facilitation and engagement, um, because it sees me a lot having to communicate. So if I'm to say a, a, a dream job or total vocation, it's within the same line that I'm in in terms of learning and development and communications. Um, and if I'm to put a title to it, let's say in the next couple of years. I would want to be a minister of government with uh, responsibility specifically for public communications or social development. Mm. So I think I'm on the right path towards that. Well, you'd have to come back and be on the podcast again. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Would love to. So, so you mentioned meeting with new agents that are just coming into the company. So I, I have to ask this, what advice 
would you give for these brand new agents that are coming to qualify? This may be their first job, you know, after school. They maybe are coming from a totally different career. But what advice would you give, you know, on that first meeting when you're meeting with these new agents? What advice would you give them to be successful? Super cool question there, Jeremy. And, you know, I I like to deal with the reality. So my advice to new hires um, would be, be committed to and appreciate what is it that you have now. Not tomorrow, but what is it that you have now? Because that is the reality. We have to, you know, you started working and this is your first day on the job or second day. The reality is that you accepted the job. We're here to help you. We're here to guide you. So be appreciative and be committed to what is it that you're doing today. And of course, work towards bettering yourself to be the best you now working towards tomorrow once tomorrow comes to be a better day but work on being committed appreciative to what is it that is presented in front of you as of right now well thank you for joining us i'm excited to share you with our audience and i hope that um all your dreams come true thank you both for having me on this podcast session I really appreciated it. So it was great talking to Seco. I haven't talked to him in, in a few years, to be honest. So it was really nice to, because uh, like I said, I used to see him a lot, you know, because I was in Guyana quite quite often. And Marisol, congratulations on being named, I might get this wrong, a Select Distinguished Toastmaster Club. So, did I get that right? You did get that right. Thank you very much. I think I might have said it wrong earlier in the podcast. But yes, it's uh, yes, I'm very happy. I, we have a great Toastmasters club. It's available to all employees, agents, anyone who would like to work on their public speaking skills and how to lead a meeting, how to organize and uh, fill roles. It's, you know, it's it is a fun club. And a lot of our former guests are in the club. We have uh, Kim Carr's in the club. Jason Scarpe is actually mm-hmm. going to be uh, the new club president. So, Sherwin, welcome. I was told on a call earlier today that I talk too much. So can Toastmasters help me with that, Marisol? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It could. It could totally help you with that. Okay. But it it's a, just another more importantly it's just another thing that we offer our employees here at Coffin. so it's uh it was great to have Saku on the on the podcast and uh, it's always great to do this with you jeremy thanks marisol i'll see you next time bye-bye thanks for listening to this episode of mission qualphone remember you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts please subscribe and we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.